Okay, here we go, folks. This is episode, did I just call you folks? Hey, folks. <laughs> hey, peoples. This is episode 360 of the Robcast, and this episode is called Welcome to Furtis Winds. <laughs> and this episode is about how I don't know anything. I just don't know how anything works. Everything is upside down. I don't even know. <laughs> this episode is from a man who this man's, uh, as my kids would say, who is this man's? This man's just, <laughs> this man is, just doesn't know a thing. Unknowing. There's knowing and not knowing. This, is a, this episode is about celebrating not knowing <laughs> and the surreal psychedelic nature of reality in which the only way forward is just to embrace and enjoy the not knowing. How's that for an opener? By the way, tickets are uh, spots, tickets, uh, spaces are available for um, two days in Ojai in January and February. We'll sit outside under the oak trees. Uh, art show, Rob Bell Art Show, continues to roll on at on Instagram, Real Rob Bell, um, <laughs> because some things are just are just way too fun. But this is what <laughs> wait. This is seriously. I just occurred to me. The other day when I was talking to somebody, the because um, sometimes the thing from your past comes roaring into the moment and and you it hits you like it just goes off like a just a beautiful absurdist bomb and you, you just realize you don't know a thing, but it's so incredibly delightful you just have to tell somebody. So I told somebody about this the other day and then I was like, it's so much fun to talk about. That that's why we have a Robcast, is to talk about these things. So here's here's how it goes. This episode's called Welcome to Furtis Winds, because it's about two different books. Um, and uh, so let me go back in um, to like 19 Rob Robs ago to the year, what year was it? 2011, I had written a book called Love Winds, and um, the book came out. And uh, Love Winds was a book about heaven and hell. And so what I wanted to do in that book is I wanted to clear up these bizarre notions about heaven and hell being places you go when you die and that people speculate. Because I noticed how many people had had some encounter with religion where for them heaven and hell were places that people go when they die and you better hope that you go to heaven and not hell and how many people, the just mass confusion. So apparently... Life is about figuring out what you have to do so that you go to heaven, not hell, <laughs> and how it's all just speculation. It's all just stuff in your mind, and it's all just people creating stories in their head that no one knows anything about. So uh, the book was about heaven and hell as present states of reality, the kind of states that we create by the very ways we understand ourselves, literally just thoughts, and that how those internal states, because there is no boundary between the interior and the exterior, naturally create certain kinds of words. And that speculating on what happens when you die is uh, not only absurd and dumb, but it can easily, and what I had noticed uh, in my previous lives, uh, life, <laughs> in my work, is how many people it completely distracted them from the very real heavens and hells right now. And so I noticed how many people 
had such grand and strong beliefs and convictions about hell when you die and didn't seem to care about the very real hells on earth right now. So the point of the book was to try and drag heaven and hell from things people talked about, speculated about, guessed about, from some time in the future and some other place. I wanted to drag heaven and hell into this world here and now and the very real heaven and hells we create in our minds that spill over into the world around us. So you're with me. Very straightforward. Makes sense. The book was about taking something, concepts people had about some other time and some other place when you die and going, no, actually heaven and hell is about this world right now and the kind of world we're creating all around us and within us right now. But then what happened in, when I was doing interviews about that book is right away people would ask about what happens when you die. And so I would have to say, I can't tell you how many interviews I did where I'd be like, are you asking me to speculate about what happens when people die? And so many interviewers would be like, what? And I'd be like, if you're asking, you're asking me about what happens when people die, are you asking me to speculate? Because if I had very straightforward answers, that would be weird, right? If somebody was like, okay, when you die, there's a purple door. You open it. There's a fella named Jeff, and he's standing next to a lady named Lonnie. They will give you a tray. On the tray will be, you just see what I'm saying? Like somebody who was very confident about this, that would be weird. Um, so in interview after interview, I would say, I have no interest in speculating. The point of my book is to talk about this world right now, present states of reality. And once, and, and I would notice an interview would go, oh, that's really interesting. So where do you think Hitler is? <laughs> or something like that. It's like they'd get it for a second, and for a moment we'd be in this world and this place, and then immediately, like a rubber band, the interview would immediately shoot back out to conceptual speculation about some other time and some other place. I was trying to move the whole thing from concepts and thoughts and speculations and fears about some time else and some other place that you can't know to this world here and now. Okay, so that's what happened 12 years ago. But then, in August, my book, Where'd You Park Your Spaceship, comes out, which is about this planet Lunlay and a planet Yorch, and then the book goes to a planet called Furtis, and these people get there on spaceships. And I... The book is a completely created world about someday, somewhere else, and I start doing interviews with you you lovely people. And by the way, if you want to, email info at robbell.com and let's see if we can sort something out because I love talking about this book. So here's what's fascinating. I start doing interviews about a world and planets and societies 
that I made up in my mind and then typed in my computer in which I created names I'd never heard and places and the arrangement of galaxies and figures of speech and characters. The whole thing is fabricated, is a fabricated world some other time in the future in some other place that isn't even on this planet. And I swear to you, every interview I've done, the discussion immediately is about grief and imagination and how we treat the earth, ecology, and how we govern ourselves and economics and bread. So many of you just want to talk about bread, which I love, and loss and how we as humans connect with each other and architecture. Do you see how trippy this is? <laughs> Do you see how strange this is? 12 years ago, I wrote a book trying to take concepts and bring them in to like a discussion about this world and an interview after interview the interview, I remember being on Fox News, which is a sentence that even as I say it, I'm like, good God, we've lived a fair bit. <laughs> I remember being on Fox News, whew, and just like, okay, so uh, so where is Stalin? Tell us where Stalin is right now. <laughs> like interview after interview, it's almost like people just be like, oh, I don't know what you're saying, but just tell me what happens when we die dragging it back to the conceptual. 12 years later, I write a book about an actual imaginary place some other time, some other place, and all the interviewers are about, the interviews immediately go to this world, here and now, our emotions, what it feels like to be numb, what it's like to live with ungrieved grief, it's about language and speech patterns. I mean, what? <laughs> what? You explain how, literally people are like, I know this is like fiction, but it feels more real than like, than nonfiction. <laughs> the number of interviewers who have said to me, this book tells me more about you. People literally say, I've listened to every issue, every issue, every episode of the Robcast, and they say, I've read all your books, and I feel like this is the first book where we, where I really see, can see, like you really told us about yourself. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> you make up an entire sprawling saga about bread and spaceships, and people are like, hey, Rob, now I see you. <laughs> You see why I'm like, see how strange, you see how super trippy this is? Yeah. You like make up a whole world of fiction and somehow like gets at the real heart and grit and depth and ache and love of life. Yeah. Yeah, so that's why that's why I just say I have no idea how anything works. Welcome to Furnace Winds. 
Oh, knowing, not knowing. I have no idea how it works. I have no idea how it works. So I'm going to keep doing these interviews. I'm going to keep talking to you people because it's so enjoyable and I'm learning so much. And I just can't stop standing in awe. And here's why I tell you this. Keep going. Yeah, just keep following it. Yeah, whatever your it is, the hunch, the ping, the hint, the thing that keeps telling you it's you. Yeah. The thing that you, you, that you don't understand because it's tapping into something deeper within you than just your thoughts and analysis, but something within you is like life is to be found in just following this. Yeah, because you have no idea what's coming. You really do. We really don't. You have no idea what you may stumble into. Yeah. You have no idea what may wake you up in the night. And so you listen to it and you follow it. And it makes no sense, but it makes total sense. It feels like a giant swerve, and yet it's actually the truest you've ever been to yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I love one of the interesting things about you people doing these interviews is how many of you are like, no, this isn't like you're, they, they laugh about my new job. And they're like, I know you got like a new job and all that, but no, this is just the, the you we always knew was in there. Yeah. 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 And this is what I wanted to do the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. We just took it, just took a minute to get here and it was all part of it. It was all part of it. So that's, that's why I tell you <laughs> this story. Yeah. Yeah. There are these resonances that strike a chord within you. It's like to a song so deep in your bones you can barely hear it, and yet sometimes it feels like you can't hear anything else. Yeah, just keep, stay with it. Just stay with it. Yeah, stay with it because... <laughs> and embrace the absurdity of it. And yeah, yeah sitting across from so many of you here in Ojai and over the past few years and watching people find clarity and how often the person is following something and they don't quite know, it, it like makes perfect sense. And yet to be perhaps those around them or where they come from or the experts or from where they were trained, it feels like nonsense. Like, what are you doing? Like they've left all sanity, like they've left the path, like they aren't being true to what they're here's that word, should be doing, and yet it feels truer than anything. Yeah, yeah, follow that, follow that, follow that. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, it is, it is so captivating to watch if you sit with somebody who's, who's sorting out what's happening in them. And sometimes I'll just sit with them and say, let's just sit here for a moment. And just check your heart and just notice if anything arises. Sometimes we just sit in silence. Yeah. And the number of people I have watched who suddenly will say something like, dance, or they'll say, pie shop, or they'll say, children's book, or they'll say, Idaho. Like literally, educated, accomplished, et cetera, et cetera, people who will suddenly see something or something will arise. They can't even quite figure out where did that come from? And then we just, together, we just watch them follow it. And 
And it turns out it's not just a complete random thing out of nowhere. There's history there. There's, it actually makes sense. There's some context. Yeah, yeah. So this, this thing, these things that arise within you, these pings, these hints, yeah, follow them. Follow them. Follow them. I explained. Yeah, in many ways, my work for, oh my God, 30 years, like a, like a, a teacher explains it's the gift a teacher brings. A teacher explains and names. You know that feeling when somebody gives language to an experience you've had, and you're like, whoo, so helpful. Or somebody explains, they, they pull it apart, and they tell you what they're explaining. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. And then there's something about some of that. And I try to do that with the big stuff, you know, the big topics, the big subjects. And then... This story arose and asked. It's like it just arose and asked to be typed. <laughs> and all the things I was talking about all over all those years are like weirdly in the story that, that like I could get to with some new clarity and, and depth and passion. And then the book comes out and I start talking to you all and yeah, yeah, who knows how that works? Who, who knows how that works? Who knows how it works? Yeah, so that's it for you, for you, knowing, not knowing. When you find yourself in the like, what is going on? Just embrace the not knowing. Yeah, notice what's happening and then embrace the not knowing and watch because the thing can get super, super trippy and just so enjoyable. Woo, welcome, my friends, to Ferdis wins. <laughs>